You're listening to Sage Spirituality, reaching back, leaning in, and seeking out a deeper experience with God, with your host, Joel Marvin. Um, It's so good to be with you all tonight. A little bit of freelance tonight, very relaxed. I am doing this Facebook Live on our back patio in the middle of the Amazon rainforest here in Ecuador, and it is indeed raining, and uh, it has been raining and raining and raining. So on top of going through um, 70 plus days of of quarantine, uh, we're also experiencing flooding in our province there's entire areas of the jungle where we have churches that are uh that are underwater and uh man on top of everything else just some challenging stuff and uh you know i just want to thank you guys i want to thank all of you thanks for giving me a shout out i love every one of you thank you for tuning in and uh, i want to ask you for a huge favor press the share button i'm going to share something tonight that is uh i think it's got quite a uh, large potential maybe to rock someone's world. Um, I would tell you this, guys, throughout this time of doing the the Corona Quarantine cast, the reason I said tonight may be our last night to do it um, is definitely not saying it's going to be our last uh, live Facebook uh, uh, podcast, but, uh, you know, we're, we're just trying to uh, uh, move along with the flow of everything that's going on and uh, but I'm going to tell you guys something. You all have helped us to share our uh, messages with literally thousands of people. I'm, I stand amazed at the number of people that have watched our videos and uh, done so much uh, throughout this time. And I believe that God has used these messages maybe to encourage and maybe to even uh, challenge some people. You know, I want to talk to you tonight about something that just became so real to me over the past week. And uh, I'm a pretty avid podcast listener. I I read voraciously, but also listen to quite a few podcasts. um, And uh, I listened to one this past week that really caught my attention. And uh, and I just want to talk to you about uh, shaking. I'm not sure how many of you guys have ever been in an earthquake. If you have, add it in the comments. Tell us where you were and when it happened. Uh, I can tell you by living in Ecuador, the very first uh, months that I lived here, I woke up and my bed was just kind of moving across the floor. And uh, this Alabama boy had never been in a uh, had never been in an earthquake. I didn't know what in the world was going on. And now, uh, quite a pro, you know, we keep a packed bag. Uh, sitting in our closet in our front closet because at any time that an earthquake comes man we grab that bag and we run out we plan for it we've been through it our kids have been through it we've woken up in the middle of the night we've set through them in the middle of the day and uh, you know one thing that I can tell you is an earthquake is an absolutely frightening I've been through tornadoes I've been through uh, you know I've been through hurricanes I've been through uh, unbelievably life and death situations and I really do believe maybe one of the most fearful situations I've ever been in is going through a really intense earthquake and uh, 
you know, uh, once you're going through that shaking, you're just, there's a desperation almost in your, in your way of reacting. And, uh, and I would tell you this for, uh, but something I've learned about the shaking of the earthquake. And this is an amazing article if you want to read it. And it's in the, it, was, it was published in the New York Times years ago by a man named William Broad. And, and the, this is the headline. It says, Deadly and Yet Necessary, Earthquakes Renew the Planet. And, uh, you know, earthquakes renew the planet. I want you to let that sink in. They're, they're deadly and yet they're necessary. And God sends earthquakes to the earth to renew the earth. Literally, they say it renews uh, vegetation, it renews uh, beaches, it renews fauna, and, and, and it, even, it can even renew animal populations. And uh, here's my cat. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just going to bring her online with us. There she is. Look at that pretty cat. Um, she's just about to have kids. So... Um, <laughs> It's too great. She's going to sit in my lap regardless. So here we go. Um, best thing to do is just pet her and go through this podcast. I'm sorry. Deadly yet necessary. God sends earthquakes to renew the earth. And, uh, you know, one thing that we really, really need to understand is in a spiritual sense, God will send earthquakes into our lives. God will send earthquakes into our churches to bring renewal. God will bring unbelievably challenging times, times that can become fearful, times that can become unbelievably, maybe even destructive, but they bring renewal to us. And, uh, you know, tonight when we're looking at this, I want to talk to you, just share, uh, you know, if you really look at your Bible, sincerely, the Bible talks almost uh, un, just on and on and on about shaking. You know, if you read in Psalm 82.5, Psalm 82.5, it says, They do not know, nor do they understand. They walk about in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are shaken. Uh, Haggai 2.6 says, For thus says the Lord of hosts, once more in a little while, I am going to shake the heavens and the earth, the sea also, and the dry land also, in the same book of Haggai. It says, I will shake all the nations. They will come with the wealth of all nations, and I will fill this house with glory, says the Lord of hosts. Habakkuk 3, 6. Listen to this. This is amazing. This is an amazing insight. He stood and surveyed the earth. He looked and startled the nations. Yes, the perpetual mountains were shattered. The ancient hills collapsed. His ways are everlasting. Think about that. God sent a shaking that would take down ancient hills. Time, beloved landmarks that God would bring down because they no longer served His purpose. And also, when we read in the book of Amos, I think this is maybe one of the most inspiring ones that I, that I found. Uh, For behold, I am commanding, and I will shake the house of Israel among all nations, as grain is shaken in a sieve, but not a kernel will fall to the ground. Think about that. Not a kernel will fall to the ground. Now, uh, Charles West has a little bit of insight here when he says we turn to God for help when our foundations are shaking only to learn that it is God who is shaking them that's what's happened throughout the coronavirus quarantine no matter what your circumstances are God is causing the shaking 
God Himself is causing the shaking to send a renewal. Get that through your mind that it is God. You have cried out to God. God, you, the, 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 our foundations are shaking. We're afraid. We're despondent. We don't know what we're going to do. And all of a sudden, you're realizing, like Charles West said, that God indeed is the one who is shaking us. Now, when we look on a little bit further, something that jumped out at me through one of my podcasts that I listen to every week. Uh, last week, I was listening to a, uh, a history podcast, believe it or not, um, about the great storm of 1987 that came to England. And the story goes that in October of 1987, the worst storm in the history of England hit the island. And when it hit southeast England, the wind was so intense that it knocked down around England, it knocked down 15 million trees. Now think about that. I don't know if you've ever been to the UK, but there's not a ton of trees around. And it said in 1987, it killed, it knocked down 15 million trees around the entire country, mainly in the southern part of the country. And there's a place there called Kew Gardens. It's kind of like Central Park. It's a national park right on the outskirts of London. And there at Kew Gardens, they had 14,000 trees total in the park. And they had almost 10% of their trees fall in that storm. And uh, Tony Kirkham, who is the director of all the, like the head tree trimmer or the head tree uh, um, caretaker, he was going throughout uh, the entire uh, garden there because it's his job. And he got to their most beloved tree. It's called the Turner Oak. And the Turner Oak was planted in the 1700s. And if you go online and you look at a picture of it, just Google Turner Oak in, uh, in, in England, and it'll come up. It's a fascinating tree. It's amazing. It's got low-hanging branches, like a tree that you would love to have when you were a kid. And this thing is just a massive tree. It's a giant. It's enormous. Think about the biggest tree you ever saw when you were a kid and make it have low-lying branches. And that's what this thing looked like. It was absolutely spectacular. It was, the, it, was the, it was the main tree in the entire garden. Everyone loved to come around that tree because it was so beautiful. And during that, during that uh, storm, something happened. The tree was lifted up out of, the, uh, out, of its, out of its root bed and it was shaken and it was placed back down and it was tilted and, and crooked. And they, they saw that and their heart was broken and they said, man, this is absolutely heartbreaking. And uh, they started examining the tree, though, because it had been lifted and twisted around. And they came to the conclusion that this amazingly beautiful and majestic tree, this tree that everybody loved to look at, was actually rotting out from the inside out. It was dead on the inside. And it wasn't, there was no life in it. And they made a decision as a team that they were going to have to go through and start cutting up all of these hundreds and hundreds of trees that have fallen over. And because the, the Turner Oak was like the hallmark tree, they said they were going to wait until the very end to cut it up. So I want you to think about this. There were so many trees knocked over that every day as they came in and they were cutting up the trees and disposing of the trees and getting rid of the trees and doing everything else, it took them three solid years to get to Turner's Oak. And when they got to Turner's Oak, 
there was a miracle that had taken place. I watched the interview with a guy, the live interview. He started crying. This is 30 years after this all took place. The guy gets so emotional because this oak was the most beloved tree in the entire garden. And he looked and he said, a miracle took place because in reality, the tree had, had come back to life and the tree had healed itself. All of the dead parts, all of the rotten part on the interior that was destroying the tree recovered and, and came back to life. And, and what's so unbelievably incredible is they started studying and they couldn't understand what had taken place and they started looking around and after they examined it so closely they discovered that all the people because this tree was so impressive that all the people would walk right underneath the tree they would get right up to the trunk of the tree and when they did that they were packing down the soil around it and there was no oxygen in the soil and this storm came through, lifted the tree, and shook the tree and brought it back to life. It breathed life back into the soil and it allowed the soil to be aerated in a way that, that almost man could not do it. And I want you to think about that. It set it right back down. And that same man said, in the 30 plus years since that storm came, this, this tree that has over 200 years of history has grown over one-third in its size. It's grown more in the past 30 years than it had grown in the past 150 years together, all because it had been taken up and it had been shaken and placed back down. Now, I want to repeat that quote by Charles West. We turn to God for help when our foundations are shaking, only to learn that it is God who is shaking them. We only learn that it's God who's shaking us. Now, it's during these times that we need to really learn something. I know that there are pastors that are watching this. I know there are church leaders that are watching this. I know that some of you are very desperate just to go back to the way things were. I think all of us could say like Richard Sibbs, the Puritan preacher, he said, times are bad, God is good. <laughs> you know, we've got to get to a place where we can confess in the middle of the shaking, yes, times are bad, but God is good. And we know at the bottom of our heart that God is good. And so many of us feel like we're just an uprooted tree and we're out in the open, but we have to realize that this shaking is it's working and doing its purpose in our life. It's bringing life back into the church. There are churches that are literally dead and dying, rotting from the inside out, and God has lifted you up and shaken you to bring life back into you. And, you know, we can say, I, I've learned to say with Corey Tim Boom throughout this entire coronavirus challenge, it's not my ability, but my response to God's ability that counts. I've learned to depend on God's ability to respond to the challenges that we have. I've, I've learned not to trust in my own ability, but to trust in God's ability. And that is all that matters is my trust in His ability. Now, I want to tell you, I don't know how many Elvis fans we have on here tonight. I love Elvis. I love listening to his music. And I even love dancing in the kitchen to some good old Elvis songs. Um, 
but I can tell you something I remember very, very clearly is, uh, you know, when Elvis would do a concert, his promoter would always have to get on the stage and make an announcement, and he would have to say, Elvis has left the building. His fans would stay in the auditorium, and, uh, and they would stay in the auditorium until the announcer came up because they would keep making curtain calls. They'd want him to come back up and make another, you know, do another song, do another set, just one more song and just one more presentation. And eventually it just became kind of a calling card that his promoter would step up on stage at the end of all of his concerts and say, Elvis has left the building. And it was a literal announcement that the man was no longer there, that everybody could leave. He wasn't coming back out on the stage. There were not going to be any more promotions, no more songs, no more nothing. And they could all go home. And you know, today I kind of thought about that a little bit and something that's taken place throughout the coronavirus is uh, the church has left the building, friends. And unfortunately, I know a lot of pastors whose only goal, it, the only goal that they have is to get the church back to the way it was before it left the building. God's shaking the church to get us out of the four walls. God's doing things that He never could accomplish while we were sitting on the church pew. God is doing things through our churches God is doing things through our churches that He could never do before the shaking came because we were so set in our rigid ways. We were so determined to do it the way we had always done it. And you know, I'm very, very concerned that there are people that are simply looking to stuff it back in the box like it was before. But maybe God doesn't want us to stuff it back into the box, friends. Maybe God wants to allow us a renewal like never before, like something we've never seen before as a church or as a believer. You know, is it scary? It's like an earthquake. Absolutely. Is it something that's comfortable? No, it can be destructive. It will destroy mountains and it will destroy incredible landmarks and some things we love and maybe things that we treasure Maybe it's, it's, it's uncomfortable and it puts us into a little bit of a panic. But if we'll remember, it's not our ability, but it's our ability, it's our response to God's ability that counts. It's not our ability in the whole, in the whole situation. It's about us trusting in God's abilities. Now, I would just have to tell you that it's uh, right now during this time when different states are opening up and giving green lights, we've got to be really careful that we don't just run to stuff it all back in the box, but we stay on our face in prayer and fasting like never before. And we attempt to see what God's doing through this shaking in the first place. He didn't just send the shaking just because it happened there's a purpose behind the shaking. You know what? Let's get on our face before God and let's ask God, what are the bad habits that He's trying to shake out of our life? What are the old established dead habits that we had before as a church? And, and let's allow Him to, to, uh, to bring new habits into our life. Let us, let us see the things that we have integrated into our life that are working and let us apply those like never before. I was just talking to a friend of mine, a mega pastor, a mega church pastor, just a few weeks ago, and had an incredible conversation with him. 
And really, the long and the short of the conversation was this. He looked at me in, in, the, in the video call and he said, you know, uh, I just have to admit that we've gone back to pastoring people and we've gone away from programs. I think God had shaken that church away from, uh, from its old habits. And my prayer right now is that pastors and leaders would not be satisfied with entertainment when we can have empowerment. That we would not be satisfied with the show when we have proven what can take place when we allow God to shake us and get us out of our box. Now, I've got to tell you what I've learned, or really, I guess to close this up. This morning during my devotion, I read in Luke, Jesus' little three-word proclamation to His disciples. He told them, remember Lot's wife. I want you to hold that in your heart. Remember Lot's wife. Share a message if you want to with someone. Remember Lot's wife. And you know what Lot's wife did? Her only error was looking back at where God had brought her from. Looking back to what God had asked her to leave. And during this time of shaking, we got to be really, really careful that we're not looking back at what God is trying to ask us to leave. We can't remain the way we were and go to the place where God wants us to go. Now, one thing that I've found out, I've lived in South America now for over 20 years. I know I look really young, but you know I've been here over 20 years. And during that time, we've learned something because we're kind of we're kind of adventurous folks. We love to explore and travel and everything else. And during that time of travel, I've learned that the that very often the most difficult roads they lead to the most beautiful destinations. And I know we're on a we're on a difficult road. We're on a challenging road right now, friends. But I got news for you. If we can trust God and we can trust God's abilities to respond to the challenges that lie ahead, I'm going to guarantee you something. We're going to walk into a day of greater growth just like the Turner Oak, like the church has never seen before in my lifetime. And I'm believing that. And I'm holding out heart. I believe wholeheartedly. I believe wholeheartedly that this shaking is being done to cause a renewal. Not only in my life, God showed me a vision in September and January, very, very clear. And if you haven't heard that podcast or that video, go back and look for it on our page. And please, you can share it. We shared it a couple of times. But God showed me that He was sending an amazing uh, opportunity for those who would be willing to pay the consequences of revival. Are you willing to suffer the consequences of revival? The consequences of revival means that you got to allow God to uproot you. It means you don't trust in your own ability. And you know what? A lot of times it means you walk away from things that you're very comfortable with. All because God tells you there's something better. We love you guys and we thank you so much for being here with us. I want to ask that God would continue to direct you and guide your path. And that you would remember, you would remember 
we're not trusting in our ability, but it's our faith in God's ability that matters. God bless you guys. We love you. And thank you for joining us at Sage Spirituality. Don't forget to uh, give us a, uh, a share at the end of this video. God bless you. And you know what? If I'm still in quarantine next week, friends, I'll do another podcast. I'll do another live stream. God bless you. And thank you so much.